This is a podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. Premier League football teams are not doing enough when it comes to accommodating disabled supporters, despite being the richest league in the world. That's according to a new accessibility league table and a survey of fans conducted by the charity Revitalise. To find out more, I'm joined by Revitalise CEO Chris Simmons. Hi there. Now, Chris, what's the thinking behind this league table of football stadium access? What are you hoping to highlight? Well, I suppose the reason why we did it was, you know, we are, we organise uh, respite holidays for disabled people and carers. Uh, we organise day trips out and some of those day trips involve stadium tours and if we can get the tickets, uh, go into matches. We conducted this survey and we didn't just want to do what's been done in the past, which is looking at number of wheelchair spaces. We wanted to include other things such as whether there's uh, a good level of information online to help people understand what to expect on match day. And also, um, you know, whether staff have been trained in awareness of uh, disabled people's needs so they can be best met. Um, And some extra things like whether uh, there's extra facilities like changing places and so on. Now, apart from seeing their team lose, what kind of things are leading to a a bad match day experience for a football supporter with a disability? Well, like you said, we also conducted some uh, extra research with our guests and the the things that were coming out were quite interesting. Um, Eight out of ten said that feeling socially included was very important on match day. So we tried to sort of dig deeper and see what that actually meant. And they talked about when they got to uh, the ground with a group of friends, um, they were told, this is your, this is where you go. And uh, their friends all went and sat elsewhere. So they didn't enjoy the match with the friends that they went with. And I think that is actually something that needs to be thought about when planning wheelchair spaces. Um, the other thing that come up was that although there is spaces for people to go, actually, you know, having, you know, getting to see the action um, and witness uh, some of the the match highlights is might be difficult from the position that some of the wheelchair spaces have been allocated. So what do the national guidelines require to be in place for football fans who are wheelchair users or have a disability? Would those guidelines apply to other disabled supporters as well? Well, this this particular study, because as a, as a, the the work that we do, a lot of it is with people who are predominantly uh, in a wheelchair. So we were interested in the UEFA guidelines that were set, worked with the uh, FA and the Premiership a decade ago. Um, so we was putting the main focus on on the survey and the biggest weighting and the league table against wheelchair spaces. But you know, really, it's about understanding. Uh, what those needs would be and disabled awareness training and and the website information about uh, what facilities are there are also very, very important for planning that that, that if you want to go to a game. Now, when it actually comes to the Premier League football clubs, Chris, who is at the top of the league and who is in the relegation zone when it comes to football stadium access for disabled supporters? Okay, well, the top of the league. I mean, it's no surprise. It's it's you know Arsenal um, with uh, Man- Man- Manchester City are making some changes this year, and that's going to also put them at the top. They're you know brand new stadiums. They're obviously given this some degree of thought, and so that's that's great. But there's also Southampton uh, and Bournemouth, who's a new entrant to the Premiership, uh, is 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 third, and their ground's over a hundred years old, and they're going beyond what is required. So that that's really good to see. I think what really surprised us when we looked at this is the world's top ten richest clubs. Uh, three of them: Manchester United, Chelsea, and Liverpool all in the bottom half of the table and that really isn't good enough when with the earnings that those clubs are getting really they can afford to to invest and, and be the best at this 
That's really, really disappointing to hear because, like you mentioned, with all those resources, uh, there, there's no reason for a football club not making changes to accommodate supporters who might have a disability. It's very surprising. Yeah, take Manchester United. Uh, you know, they, they've, they're only meeting really less than half of what they need to provide in wheelchair spaces. Uh, they've got inadequate uh, uh, disabled toilets. Um, they don't. Uh, uh, they haven't invested in providing a change in place. Um, you know, and only some of their staff are, are trained in disabled awareness. And you know, they've got four hundred and thirty-three million pounds turnover last year. It's just really there, there is no excuse. Now, most football clubs have lots of community initiatives and are very active when it comes to engaging with their fans. So, why are these Premier League teams not doing enough? Well, they do have disabled supporters clubs, and and so, for example, Liverpool are seventeenth in the table. But they've invested in a change in place, one of only two in the Premier League. Um, they've, they've trained all of their staff in disabled awareness, so they clearly take it seriously. Um, but they still haven't got sufficient space, um, and they could improve the, the, the numbers of disabled toilets. Now, I was talking to a, one of the fans this morning, and uh, he was saying that, that, that you know he's working with the club, and they've made commitments in their next stage of uh, uh, refurbishment to do this. So that's good news, and we'd like to see all of these premiership clubs making similar commitments. Yeah, we'd definitely like to see a lot more of that. This lack of being accommodated as a supporter with a disability must really lead to people feeling very, very excluded about something they love and are incredibly passionate about. Absolutely, it's the national game. Uh, it, it creates a hell of a lot of passion amongst the, uh, the British public and I don't see why disabled people should be left out from that enjoyable experience. And you mentioned online information as well, Chris. Are football clubs doing enough to get that access information online and out there for fans? No, no, that was that was not you know virtually none of them had all the information that we were looking for online. Um, the ones that did get a green box had you know most of it, um, but some of them had absolutely nothing. And it you know it's just it's it's baffling because that is just so easy to have some really good information, telling people what to expect, uh, where to, you know giving good directions, uh, giving good information. Um, unfortunately that even a simple job like that hasn't been done so i think that hopefully releasing this uh, league table and talking about this is going to get that focus and even just get some of the simple jobs ticked off what can fans of these premier league clubs do can they put some pressure onto them and maybe get something done about this lack of access absolutely they should uh, you know join the you know the supporters clubs and they should uh, put their views across um, like I said, this is uh, being discussed in the House of Lords at the moment, so I, I, I no doubt that if they don't improve, there's going to be laws that are going to force these clubs to improve. And it's a shame that it has to come to that, but you know that's, uh, that's the ultimate outcome. We've heard a lot about the negative side of things, Chris, but on the positive side, what are some of the good things to come out of this research for disabled football supporters? Well, you know, the positives is when you talk to the guests in the research, the ones that have gone to the matches... You know, they do talk about just, you know, having such a fantastic time. You know, it is a, it's a thrilling experience. So I think that, you know, the fact that there is has been some improvement is a good thing. But the disappointment, really, that's been experienced by the lack of tickets is what's really, it's a, like a frustrated demand, really. So I think when they get there, they have a fantastic experience on the, in the main part. But it's just actually getting there in the first place, and that's what's got to improve. Chris, where could any football supporters listening find out some more information about the Accessibility League table? 
Well, we've um, published this uh, league table on our website, so if everyone would like to go to revitalise.org.uk, um, they can be signposted to this um, and, you know, basically forward it on, put it on Facebook, Twitter, tell your friends about it, and let's try and raise the profile of this absolutely important work. Revitalise CEO Chris Simmons, thank you very much for talking to me today. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this podcast from RNIB's Insight Radio. For more podcasts, check out insightradio.co.uk.